0: Can we please talk about UFC London? Holy shit, this is a good card. It's going to be super fun. So I, I am hyped for this one uh is it more fights that you can shake a stick at what i'm gonna do I'll, I'll pick three fights that jump off the off the page for me i'm gonna go into a bit of background into those fighters i've done a bit of research you know so basically you'll find out more about some of the guys that you'll be seeing this weekend on the card this week i'm also gonna run the card top to bottom i have picked a win loss for each one of those it's a terrible bet we'll see how how many how many i get right and how many i get wrong next week but if that sounds good, then stay with me for the Burt Locker Fights in 15 for UFC London. So, starting off with the People's Main Event at Lightweight, you already know what fight I'm about to talk about. Oh, Paddy the Baddy. I. I cannot get it. I've been watching Paddy Pimlet for a while. It's been a good, it's been a hot minute. I've uh, been watching him in Cage Warriors. I've always enjoyed the guy. I just think he's funny. He's he's quite true. Like, because people are saying, you no, know, Jordan Leavitt was ca- his opponent, was coming out saying that he, he finds uh, he's, he's putting on like a bit of an act, uh, kind of a Colby Covington type thing. I, I don't think that he is. I think that actually Paddy is, he is just that way. And maybe he turns it up a bit when he's in the octagon and, uh, in the interviews and stuff but outside of that honestly I think that he that is who he is and don't let the silliness fool you Paddy is an excellent fighter really really excellent way more technical than he gets given credit for actually he does take a lot of risks I'm not gonna lie he does take a lot of risks but he is very very good so we already know that uh, you know Paddy he likes to go when he's what I like about Paddy's stand-up is that when he's going forward, when he smells blood, he goes in. And he almost hits like a flow state because it's he doesn't even seem to know where his next shot is coming from. So it's very difficult to read your opponent if they don't even know what they're throwing next. There's something to that. Do you know what I mean? It's why I get so drunk when I'm playing poker. People can't read what hand I've got if I can't remember what hand I've got. You know, same principle with Paddy's stand-up and. He, he's, he actually strikes pretty well from distance, he does leave his chin exposed, and that can be an issue, but I don't think that Jordan Leavitt necessarily has the power to exploit that, but I may be wrong. So, I just feel like, as I say, Leavitt doesn't have that kind of power. Like, we've seen him, we saw him got that slam over Wyman, but leave it, he's a bit more patient, he's a little bit less reckless, whereas Paddy, he thrives in that chaos, and as I said, he just, he seems to be able to just start striking and not thinking too much about where the next strike's coming from he just goes in there and does it because he knows that if his opponent shoots in on him then he's going to be able to use one of his fantastic judo throws because his his judo throws are excellent really excellent you see him use them time and time again i think a good example i was watching his back catalogue on cage warriors but a really really good one where i actually looked up was um uh, like because I do Japanese jujitsu, I've been doing it for a while, and, and one of the throws we do is um, uh, like a loin loin wheel, loin throw. So you get your you you put the back of your leg as you're doing the hip throw, you put the back of your leg and use it to kind of almost flick your opponent over by hitting the back of your knee across the loin every opponent he does he, he did exactly that right. it was really good and the thing is is like he gets so much torque on it when he spins that it's just all he's all of a sudden he's straight into side mount and then from there he is so good on the ground he will just fight he will get you back and he will choke you out that's what Paddy Pimlet is really really excellent at and the thing that I like about Paddy Pimlet is when he will test his opponents he'll kind of like the you know the first few strikes he throws will usually be like low leg kicks you know little teep kicks he's finding this he's seeing how his opponents react and then when he finds that read he flips that red button that red button in his head to go right he's either going 100% or he's you know or he's keeping distance and that's something that he doesn't get enough credit for yes he does leave openings but he knows when to attack and when to not and his conditioning is an awful lot better than it used to be when you look i think the way the move up to 155 was a very good move for him when you look at his stature he looks way better he looks in just really phenomenal shape i don't think a gas tank is too big of a problem because like it means that he can just go into going with that big kind of flurry that big attack because he usually gets him out of there in the first round i think he's got uh, 18 finishes 11 in the first round because he not he hits that red button and he attacks and most of the time it forces his opponents into shooting him for a sloppy takedown and um, or going in for a body lock just to try and get out of this chaos because the chaos that Paddy is thriving in his opponents are struggling in and that's what that's where he finds his advantages because then as I said his judo throws are absolutely fantastic his hip throws are brilliant and he just and before you know it they're on the floor and he's finding the choke and he's he's got them now I'm not saying that that leave it, can't win this fight. Of course he can. It's MMA. It's so difficult to predict. You can't really say hundred percent one person is going to win over the other. I would say that Paddy is probably it, he would probably do well to keep this on the feet. Honestly, because if it goes to the ground, it the the skill uh, gap becomes far closer. Uh, I don't know who's better on the ground. I, I mean, I'm biased, but I, I think that you know Paddy's got more submissions. So I, and I think he's, he's got the quicker submissions, whereas Leave it when he hits the ground, he's a little bit more methodical. He comes from a wrestling background, he's a high school wrestler and he's got very good submissions, he's very very flexible as well, which really plays to his advantage, especially when he's in top control, because he can use those hips and he's very very difficult to get off you, because you, you can't kind of leverage him because his, his base is so wide because of his flexibility, that, he, that that's a real problem. So if he's able to get it into top position and he's able to control the fight and slow Paddy down and tire Paddy out on the bottom, because it's very different being on the bottom. Uh, Paddy's got great cardio, but obviously, you know, it, it, at his pace, he's got great cardio when he can go like, you know, that almost a hit session pace, like a tab at a train pace. Like, you know, he does a big flurry on, takes a few seconds off. Whereas if Leave it can grind him, then he could he could really cause some problems, I do believe. I, but in my head, I don't see... I, I, as, as, far, as much as I see that Leavitt can win it that way, I don't think that he will win it that way. I think that, honestly, what we'll see is we'll see Paddy really take over on the feet. I, I think standing up, the the difference is going to be really kind of uh, stark. I, I, Leavitt doesn't have, like... a a lot of power on the feet his shots are usually you know they're quite decent they're quite technical but his stand-up is not his forte and I feel like he's going to be at a reach and height disadvantage I think Paddy is going to have his way on the feet. It's when Leavitt then shoots him for a sloppy takedown because he does actually, I've seen him do that in a couple of fights, he shoots him for takedowns that are not very well thought out if you do that against Paddy Pimlet you will pay the price by getting choked out I think that is what is going to happen here look smart money is on Paddy to get I'm, I'm, go, I'm going for um, look, LMA is almost impossible to predict, when you're looking at like his, leave it on the ground is very good, he cannot be underestimated on the ground so the submission for leave it being at five to one plus six that's it, there's some value there i don't think that's the way it's going to go down but from like the smart money on Paddy Pimlet is for him to get a first round finish uh, like all the odds are really kind of shitty for like you know submission shit odds um you know like if Like a double chance, shit odds, knockout shit odds. Because uh, the the bookmakers know. They know that Paddy is a finisher. And they know that Leavitt's probably up against it in this fight. So the smart money would be on Paddy Pimlet for round one. That's the smart bet. I'm not interested in a smart bet. I'm not interested in that. That's why I'm... I'm thinking Leave It can maybe hold out until round two, and that's when Paddy Pimlet finds the finish, and you're getting four to one on that. That is a terrible bet. That is what I'm putting on. Let me know who you're betting on in this fight. Look, look Leave It cannot be. I'll call him Leave It. Leave It? Leave It or Leave It? I don't know. Love it or Leave It. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's. Look. He is a fighter. He's a serial killer, for God's sake. Look at that face. He's... I've said this before. He is an absolute serial killer. You know, like, I've said before, Paddy Pimlet, he's from Liverpool. You know, he, he, he grew up with knives. But I'm sure that he... The, 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 leave it. He knows his way around a knife. He's got heads in his freezer. That dude. Easy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's my final... My bet is... Paddy Pimlet to get round two finished. So the next one I'm going to be looking at, 205 pound division. We're seeing the return of one of the all time greats in the 205 pound division. Mr. Alexander Gustafsson is taking on Nikita Krylov. Now this bet, this uh, breakdown is exclusively over onto my Patreon. If you would like to go and see that one, please head over to my Patreon and it is there for you. So the main event, the main event of the evening, Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. I could not be more excited about this. Not only have we got a fantastic heavyweight prospect uh, in, for the UK fans in Tom Aspinall, but he's a heavyweight. That's very rare for like, the UK for us to have really good heavyweights. We had you know, the likes of uh, Ian Freeman, uh, Jeff Monson. Was Jeff Monson in English? He might be. Anyway, um, uh, James Thompson. was it, He was pride, wasn't he? Anyway, anyway, there's been a couple. But Tom Aspinall, he's something else, isn't he? He's so technically good. He's so technical in a division that doesn't require you to be that technical, and because of that, he's kind of an, an anomaly. And due to that, he is going to go far, and that's where that's where he's been. But look, look at what he did to Volkov, right? That that arm. Um... Like, it was just a straight arm lock. Got him on the floor. Uh, you know, got the figure four with his forearm, and because of that, was able to submit him with a straight arm lock on the right. You very rarely see that in MMA. Very rarely. But it was just because because his control is kind of second to none. Aspinall's also just very fast for heavyweight as well. He's so fast that his opponents get confused by it. Frankly, he's just so quick. You watch him how he gets out of the way of things. He's loose. He's calm. He's always just like he's out of the way his stand-up is fantastic but his grappling is probably the best thing that he does people think that he's like a straight he's not he's a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy first like his control is just brilliant but his stand ups also very good he uses uh, one thing that that's going to play into this because obviously we know curtis blades curtis blades gigantic heavyweight absolutely huge his wrestling is absolutely fantastic 14 takedowns against Volkov 11 against Mark Hunt he was literally picking Ma- Mark Hunt's a heavy lump and he was picking Mark Hunt up and suplexing him all over the octagon it was brilliant to see so l- let's not get this twisted this is Tom Aspinall's biggest test to date and it is a test this is, if he blasts through Curtis Blades the same way that he has done everybody else, then he has to get a title shot next because he's making it look too easy. I don't know if he makes this one look as easy. If he, I hope he does because I'm a huge Aspinall fan. But I'm, I'm not not a fan of Curtis Blades. This is almost one where it's a shame that one of them has to lose. I like Curtis Blades as well. I love everything that he does. His elbows are savage. You watch how he elbows people when he gets them on the ground because that's something that Tom Aspinall is going to have to watch out for. Tom Aspinall, he might be very, very good off his back. But if he gets taken down by Curtis Blades and accepts the position, I don't think he will. But if, if he accepts the position for too long then Curtis blades can rain those elbows down. Cause what he does is he comes over from guard and he somehow gets, I'm not even flexible enough to do it without, <laughs> but his elbow goes all the way up to the top there and it comes down over the top. And just one of those, watch what one of those elbows did to Alistair Overeem. Absolutely savage. I only need one to just split his wig wide open. If, if, Asp- if Aspinall isn't careful and he gets caught with one of those, Aspinall will, be- will get finished like anybody else. Th- this is a dangerous fight. Don't Make no mistake about it. Curtis Blades is one of the best in that heavyweight division. And that's why this is such a fun fight, really. But what I, what I could see happening is actually, um, Tom Aspinall may be taking the initiative with the wrestling, getting top position, because actually his control is excellent because he's so technically good. He he, he he just knows what he's doing. So not only is he big and is he strong, but he doesn't have to use his strength because he's been taught the whole time not to use his strength, to use technique. Because if you look at his dad, Andy, who's his, um, who's his coach, who runs the jujitsu school that he's been going to since he was, you know, like three years old or whatever. You've got to remember that Tom Aspinall was big now but he wasn't like Joey. he's been trained since he was a kid he wasn't always a jo- so he's been learning the technique first that like that's and that's really important and that's how you saw him dominate Volkov so easily on the ground because he did it was so easy for him there was nothing that Volkov had how good is Kurtz blades off his back is a real question isn't it that's what we're going to have to kind of look for I think standing uh on paper, look, Aspinall should have the advantage. He's very quick. He's so quick, he'll be in and out, he, he can land and he's he's got very he, he mixes up the strikes quite well as well. Yeah, he he'll use his knees, he uses elbows, because that's something that's going to discourage the takedowns for uh, Curtis Blades. Because one thing that Tom Aspinall does very well is he throws uppercuts and he also throws the rear knee as well. He always threatens with it. Like he doesn't always throw it, but he always threatens with it. Sometimes he faints with it. He Aspinall throws a lot of faints. DC and Rogan will be wetting themselves. They love a good faint, right? But Aspinall throws them really well. And he, and one of the faints he does throw, he throws like a faint, like he sometimes throws it, not always, but he does faint with it. He at least fakes it. It's the rear knee. So there's always that threat so he so at least it means that if Curtis is going to shoot in on him Aspinall's showing him look look, you're not going to get this for nothing all right if you if you chuck yourself into a takedown I am going to try and hurt you on the way in and that and that's a threat that's going to make Curtis Blades think about those card things and if it plays out on the feet Aspinall should have a a, a, have a good time with it honestly because he's so quick I thought I'd I think that Curtis Blades, his stand-up is is slightly underestimated because his because he doesn't put any power on his punches. He, because he's a, such a huge guy, he doesn't need to put a big swing on it, right? If you look at the shot that caught Dorcas, right? Dorcas is a very quick, very quick fighter. Very like He should have had the advantage on the feet, honestly. But Blades just literally caught him, j- just like went back. He didn't like put anything on it, really. He just threw it put his hand in his face and because he's so big it knocked him out and he knows that's all he has to do so I don't think that he's quite quick enough to catch Tom Aspinall because Tom Aspinall he doesn't wind up on his punches like Dorcas does like Tom Aspinall is also quite good at being very quick one twos down the pipe like he, he's very good at just you know he, throw, he, he throws those simple combinations that because that's what you need to do keep it simple do the simple stuff well rather than doing the complicated stuff badly. Like he doesn't wind up on his shots like Dorcas does, so I don't feel like the opportunity for Blades to to land that big overhand right is going to be there. I I feel like a lot of the time when he's throwing at Aspinall, Aspinall's not going to be there, his footwork is very good and he's always out of the way when he needs to be. It's, It's honestly, he's brilliant to watch. But obviously Curtis Blades is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, 14 takedowns over Volkov and just just the mat returns. Because what he'll do is if he gets... If he gets you against the fence, he'll ride you along the fence, grab that body lock, pick you up, throw you to the mat. Then you'll try and get up and he'll throw you down again. He'll pick you up and throw you down again. And he'll keep picking you up and slamming you down until you're like, oh, I can't get up again. And that's when he will move into side control, move into mount. And then and then he'll start moving to try and finish because he, he can finish from, from guard as well. Those elbows are absolutely vicious. And that's how, to, that's how Curtis Blades will be looking to win this fight, in my opinion. He'll be looking to get that takedown, and he'll be trying to impose his will from the top. Now, how good is Aspinall off the bottom? We don't know, but we do know that he's been training a long time. We know how good his jiu-jitsu is, so we know he can fight off the bottom. I, I've seen like lots of training videos with him and stuff, and he's always talking about his sweeps and... How, you know, in He's so technically good, it would shock me that he would not be active off his back. Like, really active. I believe he's got a heel hook submission as well. So it shows he can attack all areas of the body. And that's where I think that this one's going to go. I think that either Aspinall is going to take the initiative of the wrestling and surprise Curtis Blades and actually take him down himself. And from top position, I think that Aspinall will dominate Curtis Blades I think if if he can get Curtis Blades on his back I think Aspinall will just go through him like a hot knife through butter now I don't know and again I just but if Curtis Blades shoots him for a takedown and gets the takedown I'm interested to see how good Tom Aspinall's guard is because I bet it's very good I'm, I'm willing to bet money and I have uh, that Tom Aspinall's guard is very very good I think he's going to be attacking with all sorts from there. You know, uh, that, that's why I am I put a couple of bets down on this fight. My main money, the smart money main bet, the finish for, for Tom Aspinall is 2.20. And that's the smart money bet. I'm not interested in that. I'm narrowing it down to the submission. I think that Tom Aspinall gets another submission on record because I do think that because Curtis will try and initiate the grappling and because... I think that in order to, to throw him off his game, it might be a smart bet for Tom Aspinall to initiate the grappling and put Curtis on his back. I think this is going towards a grappling heavy affair. And in that grappling heavy affair, I feel like Tom Aspinall's got a very, very good chance of grabbing the submission. You're getting plus six on that, that's five to one on the submission. The odds on that are getting slimmer every time he fights because the bookies are starting to understand that Tom Aspinall is one of the best like submission guys on the roster in the heavyweights. It, it, you know... It, he- even outside of the heavyweights. He's, he's very, very good. So uh, that's what's going on my bet slip. That is that is the, uh, the accumulator. So I'm going for the submission treble. I'm taking Paddy by submission. I'm taking Krylov by submission. And I'm taking Tom Aspinall by submission. And that is 83 to 1. That is absolutely fucking terrible. But either way, extra bets I'm putting on for Tommy Aspinall. I'm putting on one pound on a a triangle because I feel like from that guard he can probably get the triangle and that's that's you know you're looking at 18 to one on that 300 to one for a Plata. yes please yeah I'm throwing that on there it more like but I mean again it's another one of those ones if if Curtis like shoots in and he doesn't set that position correctly in the first instance and you know, and aspiral gets that leg around and grabs that arm and wrenches it round. He could get an Oma Plata very easily. He certainly knows how to apply an Oma Plata. His Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is next level. So 300 to 1 when Curtis Blades is likely going to be presenting a position that offers the Oma Plata, I'm having a little go on that. Just a little one. Just a little go. Uh, I'm also going for a quad as well. There's a there's a quad that I'm looking at. So I'm I'm looking for four submissions now. Go throw throw Paul Craig into that mix. So you know throw Paul Craig into my previous bet. So you have got Paddy, Paul Craig, Krylov, Aspinall, all by submission, 272 to one. Fucking ten, never going to happen. Never going to happen. What what if I added a fifth? Huh? What what if I added a fifth? What if I just threw Mason Jones in there by submission as well? So you got. All five of them: Paddy, Krylov, Aspinall, Craig, and Mason Jones. All to win by submission, 2,046 to one. Whoo! Terrible, terrible. It's worth a go. It's worth a shot for a quid, right? Am I right? Anyway. That is all I've got time for this week. It's going to be a fucking great card. Look, shout out, Molly, uh, you know, you've got Meatball Molly McCann. She's going to be fantastic. I feel, I, feel like the odds, I feel like she's going to win by knockout. The odds were too short for me to take that bet, honestly, because uh, I, I feel like that's the most likely outcome. I'm not going to bet against her. I'm just going to enjoy the fuck out of that fight. Jack Hermanson against uh, Chris Curtis. That's going to be a really fun one. That's a pick-em fight. Don't really. Know. If it goes to the ground, Hermanson could get the submission. C- Chris Curtis looked really good in his last last fight, and uh, yeah, you've got Mason Jones on there. Jai Herbert is going to be really good there's there's just there's a lot of fights on there that are going to be very very enjoyable they'll be on a normal time for us uk fans so i am going to be having a barbecue i'm going to be drinking some beers i'm going to be watching a lot of fights it's going to be super super fun i hope you enjoy the fights let me know in the comments who you're betting on who you think's going to win uh come out you know on top ufc london so i'll be recapping these next week until the until then keep those odds long and those bets terrible